Ask the Libertarian. Rapid Fire. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on 95.5 WSB. Although today, if you know how it rolls in football, I am not on full 3 to 6. I'm actually only on a half an hour today, 3 to 3.30. But that's okay because we are going to jam-pack this half an hour in with good stuff. I had asked on Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Monica Perez show. So you can always communicate with me there. I asked people on Twitter to tweet anything they wanted to ask me. And I thought I would just do a little rapid fire uh, and see if we could answer as many questions as possible. And they could be libertarian. They weren't always strict libertarian questions. I am going with uh, trying to do it basically in order but I sort of categorized them a little bit, tried to clump together stuff that belonged together. So without further ado, let me tell you what I've got. Uh, the first question, the first question was a trick question, I have to say, from at Connecting Chat. He says, what's your favorite podcast that is recorded in Chattanooga, Tennessee? So I suspect that this was sent by... My favorite podcast that's recorded in Chattanooga, Tennessee, during the break podcast, which I was on recently. It was just like a five-minute podcast. It was super fun. I'll tweet it at Monica Perez Show. Uh, Then he goes on to say, seriously, who would you like to see run for president? And I would say uh, Thomas Massey, the congressman from Kentucky. I would have said Justin Amash first, but he's up to something. I think he used to write on his Facebook page, the explanation, like constitutional explanation for all of his votes. And he stopped doing that, which I thought was weird. He switched to being an independent from a Republican, which I have no problem with. Although Ron Paul said, if you want to have a fighting chance, stay in the party. But who knows if that's still the wise choice. And then he kind of came out for Uh, in favor of impeaching Trump, which I thought did not have a constitutional basis. And when I went to his Facebook page, there was no explanation there. So I don't know what's up with that, but I would still, from his legislative record and what he says, I would love Justin Amash. And of course, I always love Judge Knapp. Again, he's got his ups and downs, but nobody's perfect. Uh, He's so smart and he seems so like to have so much integrity and he's such a good libertarian. I would love that. He continues to ask in the tweet, Do you think there will be a real push to get rid of the Electoral College? I do actually think they will continue to push that. I don't think they will succeed anytime soon, but I believe that they'll use it just to achieve a compromise position, which would be uh, federal oversight of the election. They might say, well, we don't have election integrity and the Electoral College wouldn't be so bad if we were sure blah, blah, blah. And then they might get that. And that would be terrible because a centralized system that does not have the ability to audit or any of that would not be as trustworthy as what we have now. And in my mind, it's the states that are responsible for how they you how they want to determine their electoral college. If they want to if they want illegals to vote, I mean, that's their it's their electoral college, but <laughs> if I had the phones, if I was doing phone calls instead of tweets, I think the the lines would light up saying something like that. Moving right along, Jay tweets, 
Why only 30 minutes? Because I said I had a mini show. It's because there is a football game on next. Are they afraid of you? I don't think anybody's afraid of me yet. Why can't we have a good libertarian run for president? Because war is the health of the state, in my opinion. Uh, who invented liquid soap and why? <laughs> it uh, was William Shepard in 1865, and he did it because it was more convenient in hospitals and other workplaces where people had to frequently wash their hands. Had to look that one up for Jay. <laughs> Mike the Skeptic also trying to throw me a curveball. But who will build my roads? Gotcha. So I think he's, I don't know if he's, uh, I think he's obviously playing with me. But it's supposed to be a gotcha question for a libertarian. Who will build the roads? You're, you don't think we need the government? Actually, I don't think you need the government for that. Before the Civil War, there were 400 private road companies and there were actually infrastructure government run infrastructure was such a disaster that some state constitutions amended themselves or states amended their constitutions to prohibit state funded infrastructure because it was such a disaster and then fast forward to the modern era to today actually friday's wall street journal there was one article, Alphabet to invest in tech infrastructure, because, and I'm sure it'll be a public-private partnership, which in my mind is fascism and cronyism and, and ways to get things done without uh, transparency and using force and whatever. I don't like that. But if you took that element out of it, it is how it would work. It is how, I mean, the, my basic Example is usually the guys who develop the shopping malls and the guys who develop the housing developments would build the road to connect the two because they need to. So that's happening. And you can even see it like the guys who build developments build the roads. And frankly, the roads, I think it's legally required to have a road go up to your house. You wouldn't even necessarily need it, especially in the technical age where you could have teleconferencing and huge green expanses. Use your imagination. And thanks for the great question, Mike. Uh, DJ asks, how long have you been doing radio? I've been doing radio eight years since I sat next to Krista DeBiaz, who you might know from the Clark Howard show at a wedding. She introduced me to her boss, the program director of WSB. And uh, I have been on the radio ever since. So no, they are not afraid of me <laughs> to get back to that earlier question. So uh, I got another uh, question on my stuff from the unuseful idiots asks what's the best podcast besides your own well thank you for asking and i actually just was on the unuseful idiots podcast this week so if you want to hear that you can go to the propreport.com where i also have my podcast uh monica perez show you can find there you can find the propaganda report which is my weekly podcast and my daily i started a daily show with binkley my producer 30 minutes a day called the drive time prop. And it's the news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. There's a big appetite for that. I can tell, but what is my favorite, my favorite podcast besides my own is uh, I love James Corbett. It's his or more like research. They're It's not like your daily listener, the higher side chat. I love, even though it's all paranormal stuff, stuff that I have absolutely no cannot connect with at all. There's something about that guy's voice. I just just love to hear it. Very soothing. So I like that. Uh, let's see. What Marshall asks, what are your favorite news sites? Uh, actually, and it says, where do you get your info? 
for my daily show, I just go to the mainstream. I go to the Wall Street Journal. I go to WSB Radio. I go to Fox. I go to AJC. I go to the regular sites, CNN, and I just see what, what they are talking about. And that tells me what's important, but not for the reason they're telling me it's important. I fit it into my worldview. Basically, the military-industrial complex is behind a lot of this big... Uh, the messages that you get from the mainstream media. And I just use my critical thinking, my experience. I read a lot, a lot of books and I try to analyze that stuff myself. And that's why I did the daily show actually, is that I felt that there was a need for that kind of um, no spin, honest analysis from a libertarian perspective, a perspective of truth and real justice, not social justice, which is no such thing in my opinion. Marshall has a follow-up tweet that says, what are your favorite books? I'm glad you asked that, Marshall. You'll be, no one on earth, I think, unless they've heard me say it before, would guess what my absolute all-time favorite book is, The Easy Way to Stop Smoking by Alan Carr. That was the indispensable book in my life. I also, if you want to go fiction, I loved The Count of Monte Cristo. That's a big, fat book. I've read it more than once. Just love it straightforward storytelling great message loved it and then for nonfiction, it's been a while since i've read it but i really loved democracy the god that failed by hans Hermann hoppe it's an anarcho-capitalist gateway book but i bought it i i probably bought all the books that were in the footnotes as well i really loved that one so thanks for that great question uh now um the questions get a little more specific Scott says, in light of the Epstein case being dismissed and the overall Epstein story seemingly continuing to be in the news, what is the final outcome of the whole Epstein saga, do you think? Well, I don't think there'll be a lot of justice. I think that the way things are shaking out, his assets probably aren't as great as we were led to believe and that the civil cases that have that do for sure have merit those women probably will not get their due their just compensation but i think the i don't think much will come of it relevant to the kind of business he was in uh, exploiting underage girls i do think his story will launch some prison reform i i believe there will be a prison reform launched for as a result of this, because that was already on the agenda. And I and I think it's the great Rahm Emanuel doctrine that says, take whatever is the crisis of the moment and exploit it for a policy you want it to pass anyway. So, and then I had another one about Epstein from Nick that says, do you think Epstein is actually dead? I'm legit not fully convinced there wasn't a switcheroo body double who took his place. I hope he's actually dead, but I think there's a non-zero chance he's alive somewhere. Hashtag, I don't know what I believe. So, Nick, yes, I have absolutely no idea what whether he's alive or dead. I don't think we'll see him again. I think his will probably... Uh, uh, will end up robbing the women who had legitimate claims against his estate. But I don't think we'll we'll see him again alive or dead. So I've got more of these rapid fire. I'm absolutely having a blast with that. You can always talk to me directly anyway through Twitter. Uh, back after the break, and you can get me on Twitter at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. No, never give up. Never surrender. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk.
We're back with some rapid-fire Ask the Libertarian tweets. Some of them weren't strictly libertarian speaking, but this has been really fun. I'm only on till 3.30, but we have packed a lot into this show. And I I think my next show is Saturday, September 14th from 8 to 9 p.m. And I know that sounds weird. It's going to be hard to find, but I love that slot because Saturday nights are the funnest. So I'm doing tweets this time, but next time it'll be all calls. So tune in for that. If you want to hear my shows, I've got a great new podcast with Binkley, my producer. It's called Drive Time Prop. We do it 30 minutes every day by four o'clock in the afternoon. It's the news of the day from a libertarian perspective, truth, no agenda, I just tell you what I think about what's happening that day. And it's growing like wildfire. I really think there's been this huge pent-up demand for just that kind of thing. So if you want it, go there, thepropreport.com. You can find it. And let me do a few more tweets while I have the time. These are people ask me questions, and it doesn't matter to me. I have no holds barred. So let me get to the next one just in order. Uh, Call Me Snake asks, would libertarians make bigger inroads electorally if they talked about conspiracy theories, read government misdeeds, uh, uh, rather than just talk about tax rates, foreign policy, etc.? If Ron Paul had said 911 was an inside job, he would have tripled his support. I'm not sure about that. (laughs) There is an interesting acronym I came across, SCAD, State Crimes Against Democracy. And there certainly have been. And I feel like it's like when I read, was it Will Durant wrote this like sweeping survey of history, like a 15 page book, a 15 volume book of like history. And he stopped like well before his own age, his own era. He said, because you can't really view history in your own context. I kind of feel that about state crimes. People won't accept crimes uh, from their era. They won't believe them. So I don't think it would help, but maybe, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, that wraps it up for today. And uh, stay tuned for football. And I'll talk to you on September 14th or catch me on Twitter at Monica Perez Show.